0: hello everyone and welcome back to perform talks i'm your host bethany and before we get on with today's show i just want to let you guys know that our free monthly online performing arts magazine is now available to download all you need to do is head to pamag.co.uk or you can follow the link in our show notes to download your free copy of performing arts mag Don't forget, if you love these episodes, please head to iTunes to leave us a review. All reviews help us get noticed by more performers and help get more free information and industry insight out there to help as many people as we can. A huge thank you for your support and without further ado, let's get on with the show. In today's episode, I want to talk about five tips I have on applying for jobs. Now, applying for jobs is something we need to do. It's not just left up to agents. You need to be doing it yourself. This is your career, it's your business. You need to make things happen for you. So whenever I'm on a break in between contracts, I am constantly on Spotlight, on Star Now, on Facebook groups, looking at castings that I am right for and applying for as many jobs That I am right for. Now there's key information there of jobs that I am right for. I don't apply to everything and anything. Why? Because A, I'll waste casting director's time because they won't be very pleased that I've submitted myself knowing that I'm not right for that part. They could also blacklist me for doing that and remember me for the wrong reasons. So before we've even got started, before I've even got in the audition room, I could have blacklisted myself for sending submissions that I'm just not right for. Second thing is a waste of my time. When your time is so valuable, which it is, um, and especially when you've got so much on and you're trying to work out what is the best decision for your career, which jobs are going to bring you in the money and you're going to love to do that you are right for that is also going to be financially viable in terms of you're not spending more on expenses than you are on getting paid for the job etc you've got to kind of work out which jobs are right for you in terms of that aspect and your value for money is it going to take you four hours to travel there and by the time you split up the costs and everything it's it's just not worth your time it's saying you're only getting 10 pound an hour for no more experience so you really have to think about everything and decide whether it's valuable and then of course you know there are some jobs where you need a particular skill set and if I don't have that skill set I won't apply because they're looking for that skill set some people still will now here's where the problem lies if they think you can do that skill set and cast you for the job which has happened many times and then you get on set or in the theatre or in rehearsals and they find out you have not got that skill set, one, they'll be very, very annoyed. (laughs) Um, You could end up being blacklisted by the casting director, the director, the musical director, the choreographer, everyone involved. Second of all, it makes you as the actor look unprepared and like you didn't know what you were doing. Third, it could be dangerous if you say you can really easily horse ride and then they plop you on a horse and you quickly realise and remember that you can't. Um, that's also a waste of your time, you know, and a waste of your skill set and a waste of potentially your body because if you get thrown off a horse because you don't know how to ride it, that's never going to end well. So the key thing is to look for jobs and apply for jobs that you are right for. I'm not saying pigeonhole yourself but I am saying be self-aware and know where where your strengths are, know where your strengths lie, know when you fit a brief and when you don't and know which parts you would most like to play and which parts you are going to get cast as more easily. All those things are valuable. I'm not saying don't challenge yourself. I'm not saying don't push outside the box. I'm not saying don't try new parts of the industry. But I am saying whatever you do, try and make sure that that job is right for you. And I think you'll know um, whether it's right for you or not from the breakdown. So let's talk about my five tips for applying for jobs most effectively. So number one is read the breakdown. You need to read every breakdown and read it thoroughly. I'm going to say that again. You need to read every breakdown and read it thoroughly. Now, you need to check that you are going to be right for this job. And a breakdown will be by the job and it will explain exactly what qualities, what skill set, what looks, what base these performers need to have. So, for example, on casting directories, you can set filters. Now, just because you've set filters doesn't mean the breakdown is going to be perfect for you. So, on Spotlight, for example, I have some filters set. So, only jobs that are right-ish for me can come up. But that does not mean that I get to apply for every job that comes up on my Spotlight because that is not true. So... On my filters, I have a playing age between, I think my playing age is like 15 to 22 or something. So 15 to 22 is my playing age. Only jobs that with characters between 15 to 22 can come up on my spotlight. My height... Uh, they do a height in like a bracket sometimes, depends on which job it is, but any jobs that are under five foot can't come up and any jobs that are over five foot eight can't come up because I'm not even going to be in that bracket with people. Then um, in terms of my ethnicity, I've put in my ethnicity. Now this doesn't always come up because they might be looking for a variety of different ethnicities. So sometimes jobs will come up um, because they haven't listed a specific ethnicity, but when you look at the breakdown, it actually says different ethnicities that aren't yours. So this is what I mean. Even though the filters are on there, and it comes up with different jobs, and also I am don't um, want a cruise contract because... I get very motion sick and seasick. I'm sure I would love a cruise, but the reality is I don't think it's going to be right for me, knowing how motion sick, seasick, travel sick, all the other kind of sick I am. (laughs) I've been on a boat before and I really felt it. And I know cruise ships, people are like, oh, you don't feel it. Well, my friend went on and she definitely did. And I know if she did, I certainly will. But anyway, that's another issue. So I have no filters come up for cruises on my on my feed no cruise ship contracts come up on my spotlight um, and that is because of my preferences however there will still be some jobs that come up that require me to be on a ship or that require me to travel and do a horrendous amount of traveling all within a very short space of time that I would also not be able to do But they still come up. So this is what I mean. You need to read the breakdowns, even though this comes up. I mean, recently I've had about 20 jobs come up on my feed in the last two weeks. And there's not been a single one that I'm eligible to apply for. So I'm reading the breakdown for the first job. Great. Tick that box. Tick that box. Tick that box. I'm the right height. I'm the right ethnicity. I'm the right age. Get to the bottom. Must have a base in Swansea. Well, I don't live in Swansea, so that's no good for me. I can't then apply for that job. So that one's across. Next one I go to um, says girl 13 to 15, plain age, um, must be 18 or over to meet the work requirement law, um, must be a friendly girl next door type. I'm thinking tick, 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 must be between five foot four and five foot six tick again and then it says east african heritage well i am not of that ethnicity so that would be no good to me yeah so when you're looking down all these different breakdowns you might think that because you've set the filters the only jobs that are right for you are going to come up That is not the case. So make sure that you're reading these breakdowns thoroughly. Not just the age. You need to make sure that every bit works for you. And the job that I saw yesterday, everything I ticked. Absolutely everything. Until it said at the bottom, must have acrobatic skill set. Well, I don't have an acrobatic skill set. And they must have it for the role. So if I said I'd got that even when I didn't, I'd have either A, broken my neck, be annoyed casting directors when I couldn't do it um and also it'd been a huge waste of my time so there's no point me doing that and sending off a submission when I know I'm not an acrobatic person yeah I don't have any acrobatic skill sets at all I can't even do a forwards roll very well um I can't do a backwards roll at all so you know acrobatics for me is not going to be the one I have other strengths but acrobatics is not one of them so for me that job was no good but I'd literally read nearly the full breakdown, and it was the last line in the small print. Everything else I ticked, and I was getting ready to send off my CV, my headshot, self-tape, but that very last line said, must have acrobatic skills, which is something I don't have. So please make sure when you're reading these breakdowns, you are reading every line. And just because it says, you know, can be anything at the top... When you read further down, it might say specifically something else. So like I saw a breakdown the other day. At the top of it, it said any ethnicity, any look. But then further down, it said the older version of the girl we've cast um, looks like this. Brown hair, brown eyes, um, five foot eight, um, black or mixed race. Um, So that's what they're looking for. In the younger version, they're not going to cast someone with blonde hair, blue eyes, five foot two, to be her sister. Well, to be her, the younger version. It wasn't her sister, it was a younger version of herself. So they know, even though at the top it's open to everyone, if you read the breakdown further down of who they've already cast, they're going to want someone who's got the same look as her, because they're casting a younger version of the self. So you need to make sure that you are reading these breakdowns fully to make sure that you're not wasting your time and you're not wasting casting directors time. So that is my biggest tip, okay? (laughs) Number one, read the breakdown. Before you do anything, before you apply and send off your CV and your headshot. And it's really easy to get excited and see the first three things you've ticked and just send off your application. But you do not fit that brief always. You need to read everything. So make sure that that is the number one thing you do so that you don't invest any more time in it. And get hung up on a job that you're never going to be able to get. Because that is just a waste of time and a waste of money. Number two, tailor your application to the job. So by that I mean if you've got a musical theatre headshot. And you've got like a model-y headshot. And then you've got a period drama kind of headshot. And you're applying for a period drama. Don't leave your musical theatre or your commercial look headshot up there. Put your period headshot on your CV. Change it. For this job, I'm serious Because people don't spend the time Looking through your stuff They've got a very limited time to cast everything They go on what they originally see So change your headshot And now Spotlight does enable you to choose Which headshot you'd like to submit on each job I'm just going to have a little swig of my cup of tea Because I'm thirsty this morning I love a cup of tea in the morning Best part about the day I love a cup of tea right moving back on to where we were so when you are tailoring your application to the job choose the headshot that's right go down your cv and make sure you've highlighted the bits that are eligible for the job and i don't mean literally like highlight it i mean make sure that your credits are in the order that you want them to see them in yeah don't leave the very last line of your skill set When they've asked for that in the job, make sure you put that at the top so they can see instantly, ah, yes, she's got that, she ticks that box, yeah? So when you're doing your application, make sure you're tailoring your CV, you're tailoring your headshot, you're tailoring your cover letter to the said job and the breakdown. Three, write a message or a cover letter to the casting director. Now, in that message, like on Spotlight, there's a little box where it says, Add a note to the casting director, there I would normally put why I like this job, why I feel I'm right for this job. Keep it short, keep it concise, but also tell them what they need to know. If they have asked for, like that other job had, acrobatic skills, if I had acrobatic skills... I would have put, hello casting director, whatever their name is, I hope you're well at this time. I'm really interested in this role. Just to let you know, I have really strong acrobatic skills. I've got a reel in it. I'll send it, put the link here. Um, Thank you for your time. Always thank them for the time. Not many people do, and it's a huge thing to make you stand out. So always thank them for their time, because they are sitting through reading hundreds of applications, so it'll be a bit of a breath of fresh air for them. So, look at that and make sure you highlight bits. So in that message, that's your opportunity to tell them exactly why you are right for that role. Don't pass it up. Someone in my training, one of my teachers told me, oh, don't bother writing in that box. No one ever reads it. Well, I beg to differ because one of the only, at the time when I was in my third year, I didn't have an agent yet. And um, there was a closed call for a, theatre and education company now I felt this job was perfect for me and I wanted to explain that that was why and it it wasn't going to be open to anyone who didn't have an agent but I wrote a little message in that box saying why I'd be right for it why I want to do it and why I'm passionate about coming to the audition and they contacted me and I was the only one that turned up that day that didn't have an agent because I'd written I'd spent time writing in that box as to why I wanted to work with them and why I was passionate about this project. So those messages do influence people. They do look at them. They might not look at them all the time, but the odd one might and that might be your chance. And that was the first audition I ever had from Spotlight was because I wrote that message in that little box. So if you've got the opportunity, I'd put the time in and do it because it shows you put the time in. You are passionate. You're not just submitting everything at the click of a button. You're spending the time to make sure that you know that they know that you're right for the job. Yeah, so it's worth doing. I think to be honest, it's definitely worth doing. And if they say write a cover letter. Again, that's what you need to do. You need to tailor it and keep linking it back to the job. And if you want to be an extra superstar, what you can do is go on their company, if it's a theatre company, research their ethos and their mission and then pick out keywords and put it in your cover letter. Subliminal messaging. They think that you're like so on track with them because you've done what they've said on their website basically and you've got the same mission and the same ethos in life very clever little tricky but it does take time but it's worth investing that time if you want to get the jobs yeah um number four is reinforce the breakdown with your skill set so that's what i was talking about with the message um you need to make sure that you're mentioning what your skill sets are now if you've got self-tapes of you doing that put it in the little notes bit at the bottom put in the message your link to the showreel showing off those certain skills or maybe put that you've got a certain experience in there but reinforce their job with your with your CV and your work and your skill set. So the other month I changed my CV because sometimes I have I don't have um enough room for some of my skills on the bottom and I try and like sometimes I put them down and sometimes I don't whether I feel they're right for the job or not. So Sometimes I put that I have a chaperone licence, because I do, but I'm a professional chaperone, and I have a professional DBS. So if I'm going for a theatre and education tour, they're definitely in. But it, because obviously that's a huge benefit of working with children, is having the chaperone licence and the DBS and everything like that, because that's one less job for them to deal with. But if I'm going for, say, a music video, those two might come out, and I might put in that I've done a music video experience or I've got um what would I have in a music video oh I, I'm a dancer so I can dance in the music video do you know what I mean just switch it up so that it's perfect for that job um so that's what I mean by four reinforced breakdown with your skill set five submit tapes effectively now I say this a lot and I'm going to say it again if there is no confidential information or content for your audition in a self-tape that you've done you need to make sure you're sending the self-tape via a youtube link that's unlisted so no one will find it except people with the link. When you send the casting director the link, because they have the link, they will be able to access your tape. They'll be able to watch it, and they won't have to download it onto their computer. The problem with downloads is, one, they might worry it's a virus and not download it. And say tape might not get watched. Second of all, they might not have the storage space. And um, we all know technology loves to not work and not transfer files. So there's a good chance they might not be able to watch it. If you send it as an unlisted YouTube link, you've got 90% more chance that they're going to sit and watch it. Now, if there is highly confidential stuff in the script and they've asked you to not share it anywhere... And keep the self-tape confidential. Then maybe try and send it as a WeTransfer. So it's through like a registered site. Um, through a Dropbox file. All those kind of things. So again. They don't really have to download it. Or if they do download it. They know it's through a registered site. So it should be fine. Yeah. Like going through WeTransfer. It's quite a big name. It's quite well known. It's safe. Um, so they would rather you do it that way. So make sure you give yourself the best chance of your tapes being watched by submitting your tapes effectively. Also make sure that you read there might be a deadline for a self-tape in the breakdown. So even though their thing may close in two weeks time, the deadline for the self-tapes might actually be in three days time so that they can keep continuing to do the next rounds of casting. So the jobs might stay open, but the deadline for the self-tapes is then. So make sure that you've checked the deadline for the self-tapes, yeah? Because you might be able to get it in um, sooner. So if the job closes tomorrow, but the self-tapes are in two weeks doing, you've got time. You've got time. But if you can do it sooner, the better, yeah? Yeah. Just make sure that you're reading and checking there's no self-tape deadline. But they're my top five tips on applying for jobs effectively. So one, read the breakdown and read it thoroughly. Two, tailor your application to the job. Three, write a message or cover letter to the cast director. Always take that opportunity to write a little bit. Four, reinforce the breakdown with your skill set. So in that message, make sure that you are writing about your skills and why you're great for that job. And then five, submit your tapes effectively. If you've got to send self-tapes, make sure you do it in the best way that your tapes are going to get watched. There's no point sending them if you don't think they're going to get watched. Yeah, so make sure you're doing it as effectively as you can.